I feel like I always start these episodes with, have you ever done something, well, stupid? And David Zerfla, I can almost guarantee, has done something stupider than you. In a case straight out of Florida man, but in Canada, let's just say that it involved impaired driving, a desperate desire to beat a breathalyzer, and men's undergarments? Let's begin. Welcome to Margs and Mayhem, where I tell you a true crime story and we drink. The following content may be disturbing to some. Discretion is advised. If you choose to enjoy one of our themed margaritas, make sure you are of legal drinking age and have fun, but drink responsibly. For today's drink, we're going to do an apple margarita. Yes, there are some fruits that grow in Canada, but the hardier the better, and so, apples. I think you can use whatever color apple you like, but what I've noticed is that it seems like most of the apples growing in Canada are red apples. And since we've already done a green apple margarita, I decided to go with a red apple margarita to honor, I guess, Canada, the scene of today's crime. Canadians have actually been growing apples since French settlers first planted them in 1633. To make this a frozen drink, I froze the two ingredients that didn't have alcohol in them. I mean, I chopped the apples up first. I left the skin on because I'm lazy, but also why on earth would you take it off? It's edible. Anyway, Throw the one part lime juice and the whole apple into the freezer. And when you're ready, pop that, two parts tequila, and one part triple sec into your favorite blender. Blend all of that to perfection and pour into a salt-rimmed glass, or sugar if you'd like. I would not. It seems fitting that we're talking about alcohol today. Well, I suppose it would be fitting to talk about alcohol at any point you'd like, but just go with me. Scientifically, and yes, we're about to use some big words, so just get ready. Alcohol slows down the brain's excitatory neurons and stimulates the body's inhibitory neurons. So, you know, it makes you dumber and uh, I can't think of another word but looser. So, dumber and looser. And the more someone drinks, as you all know, the more that it impacts both the brain and the body functions one may experience a loss of coordination or balance, impaired reflexes, vision changes. And listen, I'm not making any judgments about anyone's alcohol consumption. I literally do this every single week. I make y'all a drink, but I'm at home when I do all of that. Sometime in 1985, the oldest looking 18 year old I've ever seen was spotted weaving all over the highway somewhere near Stetler. That's a town in central Alberta, Canada. Before I continue, I am not even kidding. This is the oldest looking 18 year old I have ever seen. If you're listening on a podcast app, hop on over to YouTube just to see the picture of this guy. It's kind of wild. He has aviator sunglasses, a thick mustache, and the air of being 45 years old. Anyway, back to Stetler, Alberta. Even in a town of only 5,000 people, David Zerfla does not even make the list of notable residents for what transpired that day in 1985. Robert Raymond Cook did, but evidently he was the last man to hang in Alberta. David, David Zerfla did not have quite the same notoriety. At some point, 
Rocky Mountain National Police Constable Bill Robinson noticed this car weaving in and out of traffic and decided to pull him over. But instead of just, you know, getting pulled over, David decided to make a run of it by foot. He was apprehended by Constable Robinson and quickly placed in the back of the police cruiser. When Constable Robinson looked back at David, he noticed something pretty astonishing, and I think that's an understatement. David was frantically ripping out the crotch of his shorts and stuffing the fabric into his mouth. The constable would later testify, quote, I looked in the back and he was tearing pieces of the crotch out of his underwear and stuffing them in his mouth, end quote. I don't know if this was his theory or somebody else's theory, but someone thinks that maybe David believed that by uh, eating the underwear, he would soak up the booze. I don't know. Regardless, for good measure, David, he spit the underwear out. So how do breathalyzers work exactly? I didn't realize this, but breathalyzers have been around since the 1950s. They measure an amount of alcohol in a sample of your breath in order to get your blood alcohol content. Since their invention, it seems, people have been trying to beat them. But is it even possible to beat a breathalyzer? I did some very in-depth research that involved me watching a YouTube video of some scientists getting drunk and trying to beat a breathalyzer, uh, link below, but I'll let you know what they found out. They specifically tested three hypotheses. Test number one, eating peanut butter will make you blow a lower blood alcohol content on a breathalyzer. The belief is that the sodium in the peanut butter binds with the ethanol in the alcohol and then by some magic, the breathalyzer can't pick up the alcohol anymore. I don't know, there's just enough scientific words there to make me believe it might be true. But it didn't really do much for those YouTube scientists. There is a myth that sucking on a penny will help you beat a breathalyzer. Not sure of the science in there, but it definitely didn't help those scientists. In an actual scientific study, scientists gave honey to intoxicated mice and it appeared to sober them up a bit. Scientists have argued that honey increases autonomic activity, which again has enough sciencey words to make me believe that might actually be true. Again, didn't really work for the drunk YouTube scientists. Other Mythbusters have tried breath mints, onions, and mouthwash, but all to no avail. Really, the best way to beat a breathalyzer is to put yourself in a position where you don't need one. Okay, but here's the deal. David, he beat the breathalyzer. Well, maybe he didn't have to. David Zerfla was acquitted of the charges against him in provincial court because he blew a 0.08% which is actually the legal limit in Canada. That's roughly four drinks in an hour, which if that were me, I would not be driving, but it is the legal Canadian alcohol limit. Evidently, that day in court, a group of an 11th and 12th grade students at William E. Composite High School who wanted to be lawyers were observing the courtroom. The teacher had to remove them because they were laughing so loud. They had, quote, difficulty maintaining composure, end quote. Who can blame them? So what do you think? Did David really think that by eating the crotch out of his underwear, he could actually beat the breathalyzer? Or was he a little bit inhibited? How do 
you think he feels about his indiscretions being immortalized in a one-off newspaper article? And what about beating a breathalyzer? Is it possible? Have you tried any of these wacky theories? Best not to answer that one. I don't have any confirmation about what David is doing today or if he still eats his underwear in sticky situations. I, I do seriously doubt that one. He would be around 54 years old. I did find one David Zerfla living in Alberta, Canada on Facebook. There is some resemblance and an errant Facebook tag on the article makes me think that might be the guy. He looks like he's living a pretty great life with a lot of motorbikes and puppies and either goes by Zerf or Z. Although if I were him, I might actually change my name to avoid being a meme. Eh, live and learn, am I right? And if you can believe it, David Zerfla isn't even the person to have done the grossest thing in order to try and beat a breathalyzer. Another freaking Canadian, a 59 year old who should definitely, definitely know better, tried to beat the test by eating a handful of his own poop before he blew into the breathalyzer. Not even that worked. And that guy went to jail for disgusting living. Just kidding, for drunk driving. Drink up, people. Thanks for hanging out with me. Next week, we head to the era of prohibition, much to the dismay of many a Margs and Mayhem fan. But fear not. Speakeasies across the country developed the drink that we are going to experiment with, the Bee's Knees. But we're going to do a riff on that cocktail. The Bee Sting. A little lemon juice, a little gin, a little spice, and a lot of margarita you check out the description box to get those ingredients and check out our social media twitter is a little pathetic right now and could definitely use your pity followers so check out youtube like and subscribe please thanks for everything you do to support the channel no matter where you watch or listen i'll see you next week and remember there are always alternatives to eating your underwear to avoid the pokies